welcome to the Unapologetic Connections podcast. We are spicing things up, having no podcast hosts, no scripts, and bearing it all completely unedited. We are a group of entrepreneurial women who believe in true, deep, unapologetic stories. Because life isn't always Instagram worthy. Life is messy, unpredictable, and can rock you to the core. It's time to unmask and show all aspects of ourselves unapologetically. Let's come together, rock this thing called life, and support the heck out of each other. Because ain't nobody got time for the mask of judgment. Get ready to connect, share, and feel the unedited love of unapologetic connections. Welcome back, Connections. My name is Haley Lowen, and I am one of the unapologetic speakers represented by the Unapologetic Connections Agency. And I'm proud to be introducing this week's episode brought to you by Nude Soda. In addition to my work as a speaker, I am also, well, I'm also a lot of things, so you might as well grab a pen and some paper and write some notes. But I am the owner of I Am Blessed Mala Beads. I also am a vulnerability photographer, and I am an innovation coach. And I'm super excited to be bringing a topic to the table this week, a topic that is really near and dear to my heart, and it's how to quit your day job. Oh, yeah, that's a big topic. It's a huge topic. And quitting your day job is not an easy thing to do. I have done it. I was a nurse for three. No, sorry. I was a nurse for seven years. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) Why did I think three? But anyway, I was a nurse for seven years. And it was such a difficult transition to go from this well-paid job, something that was super secure. I had benefits. I had the pension to not having that at all, to going from this unknown, like, where the heck is my next paycheck going to come from? So it was super, super difficult to transition into that unknown space. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd never ever done anything that was just for me. Mm -hmm. Before even being a nurse, I was a lighting designer, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the design aspect of my job. I love creating. I love just looking at a space and seeing it for all its possibilities. Not only a space, but also a human being. And that's why I went into psychology. Mm. And I was a psych nurse and I could see people for all of their possibilities as well. Mm. And I, I just loved that part. But the politics just drove me absolutely mad. The politics of the workplace. <clears throat> the politics of the workplace was so hard mm-hmm. because there's so many things that I wanted to do for that person that I was unable to do mm-hmm. based on my time restraints and also their restraints because there just wasn't the resources right. in order to for me to do what I really truly wanted to do. Oh, interesting. So you're talking specifically about like your nursing patients yeah. that you wanted to do more for them or to take your job beyond the kind of nine to five boundary. Yeah. And just what obviously wasn't allowed. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's budgets, there's Mm -hmm. rules. Mm -hmm. Budgets was a big thing for sure. But yeah, I remember working actually at a treatment facility and I was, had the creative freedom to kind of bring in the programs that I wanted to bring in. And I really, really loved that. But in the end, they were all knocked down. So it didn't matter how many Mm. things I created or how many things that were really, really great that people were like, yes, let's do this. Let's bring it to the board or whatever. And it was always 
knocked down due to budget constraints. Mm -hmm. So when I was actually able to leave the constraints of the, the job that I was in and build something for people that I, I really wanted to build, it was just so freeing. Mm -hmm. So to leave my job Mm -hmm. to really do what I was meant to do, my purpose, it just flowed. It was just kind of like that easy transition to bring that forward to my clients, but it wasn't easy to leave the stability. Do you know what I mean? The safety. The safety. It was so When you say you moved, like you moved into a job that was more aligned with your purpose, what would you have defined that as back then when you went, yes, this is my purpose? Was it because your creativity was stifled and now you were able to be more creative? How would you have defined it? Maybe not now, but back then as to what that purpose was. Well, the reason why I mean, I, I quit lighting was because uh, it was a very kind of sexist kind of job. Mm-hmm. I was the only woman. I was in this boardroom full of men and they had like porn on the table and they would want to have their meetings beside a yoga studio so they could see the women doing downward facing oh, dog. And I'm not I'm not trying to be mean on men because there's many men in the world that are absolutely fucking amazing, but this was just the situation that I was in. So I knew I needed to make a change. Mm-hmm. Okay? So since I was a young girl, everybody said to me, Haley, you should be a nurse because I'm a very empathetic person. I feel energy. I feel other people's feelings. I used to take it on and people were just like, oh my gosh, you just, you know how I feel. So you should totally be a nurse. Mm. Went into nursing and then found those same restraints in a different way. I could not be that creative Haley who could express myself Mm. And not be like ridiculed for the, you know, what I was expressing or what I wanted to bring forward. What I felt was real true healing to me and who, the things that I really truly wanted to do for my patients, which is more like one-on-one speaking and counseling, you know, just the things that I couldn't really do because I have time restraints because I was, I had to be a certain place. I had to do a certain thing. So when I got out of that and was actually doing the one-to-one work with my clients, I had that time. I didn't have the restraints. I had this creative freedom. As a coach. As a coach. Mm-hmm. And it was so freaking awesome. But it started off with doing um, making mala beads and that creative freedom of just being able to design. So first, right, the lighting designer, mm-hmm. right? I was able to design a mala without anybody telling me that I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Without anybody saying any porn on the table <laughs> you know it was just that's helpful yeah that's helpful so it was just this beautiful creative freedom and then that morphed into okay well I have this psychiatric background I have this desire to help people mm-hmm. so why don't I coach people in this beautiful like um, innovative way really of bringing in my intuitive abilities and my empathetic abilities Mm -hmm. into it and helping people draw that out of their own selves where they don't even realize that that's actually a part of their being, Mm -hmm. that they are creative, creative beings as well. So then I morphed into that and then it just kind of keeps morphing (laughs) into more new things. That's That's the creativity flowing though, right? The evolution of, of that creativity. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really neat is being inspired by other people. I feel like a lot of my creativity is based on um, seeing the work of other people. Like Anna, your speaker mm-hmm. training, I am so inspired by that. And Jessica, your thing where you're taking people on adventures and doing all these amazing things. And Kathy, your energy work, like, oh God. It's just amazing the things that you can do to heal people. And Mel, I always go to you for like the gratitude stuff. I'm so inspired and everything I do now, I think of Mel and I'm like, what am I really grateful for? Mm -hmm. You know, and I look at everything and I'm like, I'm grateful for the light in this room. (laughs) Like I'm grateful that we can actually like have the studio to like speak in. And it's because of the inspirations in our life that we can look at all these things and actually create more and, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I just more feel purpose. like more mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mel? Mm, I think I've got one toe in each water here, whatever that <laughs> saying is. One, one toe in each pond. I'm desperately trying to step out of my dental position that I've been doing for 21 years. That's the comfort portion. That's the guaranteed paycheck. And I'm loving coaching. I'm loving the people that I'm meeting, connections that I'm making, but I feel like me staying in dental is completely holding me back from progressing in my coaching business. So I'm kind of at a, not at a standstill right now, but having a hard time trying to navigate what the next step is going to be. You're just in a really crucial decision point. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. The unknown is hard. Yeah. Right? It is. Absolutely. It's so fucking scary. Mm -hmm. And what feels more, I'm interested in, so you have the coaching business that we know and we see you in all the time and you just are such a beautiful force in that space and changing lives. What feels more purposeful if we're, if we need to define that for Mel, what is more purposeful about that than the dental career, which is in essence a service as well. What is more purposeful about the coaching business for yourself? So what I have realized is I need to be around people in a more positive environment than dental. Dental is very toxic, very negative. The people don't want to be there. You know, it's the last place people want to spend their time. You know, it was to the point where I had taken on Do you a mean sh- the clients, dental clients. Yeah, it's the clients, it's the employees. Like no that... one wants to get their teeth drilled. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody's weird. happy to be going it's to the dentist. Yeah, it's right? Yeah. I like going to the dentist. I yeah. do. You're Afterwards, you're like one of few. The cleaning, yeah. Like I worked with Annie at the heart one day, and after I left that shift that day, it was really busy, and we were, it was her anniversary sale, and there were so many people in another store. And I felt so good after because I was working with people in a positive environment Mm -hmm. where I show up to work and it's negative. Mm. And the dental profession has really changed over the last 20 years. Not for the good. Yeah, so I just feel like I'm really stuck. I feel like I am definitely in service when I am in dental. But it's very negative and it's it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking that tonight, you know, we record on Tuesday nights and I always work in my dental job on Tuesdays and all day I'm taking care of people and talking to people and I get here and I'm tired because I've, Mm -hmm. I've pushed myself all day emotionally because I'm an empath. So obviously that tires me out, 
but yeah, I feel like, I feel like if I don't step out of dental at some point, I'm not going to be able to move forward in my business, which I desperately, desperately want to and hope to do mm-hmm. and am doing still being in the dental profession. You know, I'm working, I'm working more now than I have ever worked, mm-hmm. but on my coaching days, it's not work. So and client facing, cli- or I won't say client facing, public facing roles yep. in general, I think they are exhausting yeah. for people, that, particularly that are sensitive empaths like yourself mm-hmm. and are hoping you're on. Yeah. you're on all the time and you're mm-hmm. hoping to do right by everybody mm-hmm. and you want every experience to be really decidedly good. You don't Absolutely. want anyone walking away. Your standards are high for customer mm. service because you are, I mean, you're such wonderful in every role you take on and you care about people. So when you care about people over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over and over in what might feel potentially unrewarding. And I think mm-hmm. this is something that I just kind of want to um, dig in on a little bit where the, where we draw that line between why doesn't that feel purposeful, even though it's service oriented, even though you're taking care of people and you're doing sure. things that feel good for Mel as a coach, is it the lack of reward? Like what, what changes for you where that's not purposeful in dental, in, in the dental day job versus the coaching? I would literally call this your union job because you are working yeah. on it equally as much. Oh God. Yeah. 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 And, and, and helping people <laughs> in that regard or, being of service, what is more purposeful? Why is, what's the difference? I know that I'm genuinely helping people change their lives. I had a workshop last night Mm -hmm. and I couldn't sleep last night. I felt so good walking out of there because Mm -hmm. you touch people in different ways throughout your coaching business and you know that you're impacting people. So it's like Haley in the there's sense no of like barriers. no barriers, yeah. right? There's Nobody's no saying barriers. there's yeah. no money for this or there's no resources or the time is up, the appointment's over, the client has to go home. Yeah. And it's you can freedom. freedom to touch them deeper. Maybe that's what that's it a hor- is. oh my god, Adam, we want yeah. to touch them deeper. <laughs> <laughs> quit your day job. Yeah. Is that deeper. how you want to quit your day job, Anna? Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, hopefully you understand Put that in the books, yeah. But, but I, I don't think that you're not alone. I don't think you're alone though. No, no. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even in the nursing industry, everybody was really not very happy in their job. Mm-hmm. Like every time I went in, there wasn't one nurse that was really, really fulfilled, right? And it was because of the pressures that are put on you to perform all the time. There's mm-hmm. no resources where you can go and have like an empath room where you can go and like <laughs> right. have a no, moment. There should be an empath room. Yeah, there sh- there sh- there should be. Yeah. Right? There's there's these time constraints, but when we are actually when we have our own business and we can take the time for ourselves, we can take a step back. We can evaluate our feelings Mm -hmm. we have that time we have that space where we can go inwards and be like "Uh, am I okay right now Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. can I do moving forward what can I say moving forward you can tell your client hey I just need a moment it's really difficult in your position when you're cleaning somebody's mouth hey can I have a moment like you can't really have that moment the empath room for a moment It was, the, it was the same thing in psychiatry. Yeah, exactly. It was the same thing in psychiatry. It was the same thing in line design. In line design, am I going to tell a contractor, wait a minute, I need to think about this for, for a minute. I'm just going to leave while you guys look at some porn mags and I'm going to take a moment. No, it's it's not like that. So in your 
And the reason why I love, 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 love working for myself is because I can take that time out and have a moment. If and when you need it. it when I need yeah. it. And mm-hmm. I will need it. Yeah. And I think that's what's lacking in other industries right now. Mm. You know, they talk about Google or I don't even, maybe iTunes or whatever. Apple. They have rooms where people actually mm-hmm. go and they can fucking meditate, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and take a moment. And, like, they have creative space where mm-hmm. they can have that moment to themselves. We don't have that you know, in, no. the, in the dental industry, in the no. nursing industry, or whatever industry, really. So it's so it's a blessing when you can actually take that moment for yourself and you find that moment. I had no idea that's what I was lacking until I stepped out of my career. Mm, and then when I found out that I was lacking that moment, it was just like this aha, like, fuck, the freedom that I felt it was beyond magical. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, Kathy? How do you feel about when you left your kind of like nine to five to do your business? I would say my experiences were similar to both of yours in the constraints because I was a special education assistant in the Surrey School District and same thing would happen. Actually, my job itself, working with the students, was quite a rewarding job. I loved the connection with the families and the kids. That was amazing. So it was rewarding in that way. But again, there's only so much time in a day. There's only so much. I mean, the parents and families would like you to do one thing. Then there's an integration support teacher who wants you to do something else. And then the teacher has a different plan. And then the kiddo may or may not fit into any of those plans. So it can be quite frustrating, um, unfulfilling, and just, I guess it got to the point where I was starting to feel like I wasn't able to give the families and children what they needed. Mm. And as I started to work on my side thing that I was doing of ancestral clearing, I was realizing that I was able to assist the people I was working with to a much higher degree, so much what you guys are saying, mm. than my other job. So it got to a point for me after probably um, four or five years or probably longer that I realized that staying in my comfy job, it was, like you guys were saying, I had would have had a great pension with the school board. I had 13 weeks vacation a year. It was amazing. Mm. And I was within my kids' school hours, which was also an added bonus at that time. And... But I also, it got to a point where it was a hindrance because it was a constant paycheck and because it was cushy, I don't think I was as motivated to get out there and I don't love the word, but hustle. I wasn't able, I just, I didn't feel I had to, I guess. I was passionate about my job, but on the days where I was maybe struggling, that was kind of a fallback for me. So mm-hmm. making the decision to leave was scary. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't tell my husband and tell him. I just actually hopped in the car to go <laughs> drive up to Kelowna one day to pick up my daughter from UBC and said, by the way, I just typed up my resignation letters five minutes ago, so you know. And I'm just like, wow, okay. But he was supportive, which was great. It's amazing. And that was scary. But you know what? It's It's been great. It's been really, really good. Well, then That's you create the space it. to allow for growth in your business. 100%. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Because it's so true. You get comfortable in Mm -hmm. your job. You get comfortable in the routine of your job. Even though it's, for to me, it was soul-sucking. And I come home and it was like the same mundane, like, routine. I didn't have time in the space that I wanted to put into my job. Like, my side hustle. I know hustle sounds like such a, a bad word. But really, it is that hustle that's in our heart, the hustle that we want to spend time on. Because when we are dedicated to our side job, it our hearts are poured into it. Mm-hmm. 
So oh, yeah, it's a it's a heart hustle. Let's, yeah. let's change it's it to like this. <laughs> yeah, let's change it from this hustle, like this like grind thing. It's not a grind. It's a passion. We are working on our passion, and when we are forced to, like when we actually make that jump and that decision to leave our job and spend a hundred percent on our love hustle, it just is so again scary but purposeful. Totally. Remember one of the times that, sorry, I'm cutting you off. Nope. That a client, her schedule, her husband worked night shifts, she worked day shifts, and they're just, the only time, there was actually time for her, she didn't have family support, was at 8.30 at night to come see me. And so I said, yep, you know what, I understand your situation, kind of a friend of a friend. So I saw her then, we worked till 10.30 at night. And I didn't come out of there tired, exhausted, resentful, nothing. I came out of there. And that moment actually was very pivotal for me because I realized 100% this is where I need to be because I was so fulfilled in that moment. I didn't care that it was 1030 at night. It felt good. It felt right. Mm -hmm. And it was a really, it was an interesting moment actually. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for you, Kathy. Me too. Yeah. Because what you do is amazing. So imagine Mm -hmm. if you were still doing what you're doing, which was amazing. Yeah. Being, you know, exactly an amazing job. But now it's just like you standing proud and, and strong in who you are and being able to offer this to people. Like, thank goodness for that because you've helped so many people because of that. Thanks, Yeah. I love all of these stories so much because you face the fear yeah. of, mm-hmm. like, moving yeah. out of Comfort. that really safe zone. And, and most people that are listening maybe know my story. Maybe they don't. Um, but I often say that I was an accidental entrepreneur. I was in corporate banking and I had no intention of leaving, but for the accident I was in, but for the diagnoses, the traumatic stress, the depression, the anxiety, the chronic pain, the things that I suffered as a result, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I don't know. And I I mean, I I never know where I would be had that not happened. I don't know what decisions I would have made or what borders or boundaries I would have come up against or decisions I would have made at the time. But Uh, I genuinely look back on that and think, I'm not sure I ever would have left. I'm not sure I ever would have left the safety and the security and the pension and the money and the progression and the climbing up the ladder and all of that. I don't know what it would have taken for me, frankly, to have substituted that income and that wage, but for actually becoming disabled and not being able to do it anymore. So I am in a, such a different situation in that I didn't have a journey to determine whether it felt purposeful or whether it didn't or whether I was fulfilled or whether I wasn't. And looking back on it, I can't even imagine whether I was or I wasn't because I'm such a different person now than I was then. Mm-hmm. And sure, I probably now who I am now doing what I'm doing now and having the, the fulfillment and seeing how the unapologetic show and movement has grown I can't imagine that that could be Mm. equally as fulfilling but I actually have no idea because I didn't have that opportunity this was like a almost forced journey for me do you think it was divinely led though instead of like a forced I do now and whether or not that's a coping strategy that I've I've told myself because it was better for me at the time moving through the grief of losing that identity Mm. And trying to rationalize it in some way and say, you know, there ha- this had to have been meant for something. Yeah. I then, uh, as, mu- as many times as you say that, you eventually begin to believe that. Yeah. So do I believe that now? Yes. Was mm-hmm. it at one point a coping strategy for me to understand why this was being taken away and why I didn't have the capabilities I used to have? That I, I would say it was probably initially a coping strategy. 
to really figure out maybe there's something else. And my journey to find what I'm doing now, this what I now call my purpose, uh, was just so different. I didn't mm. face the fear and step out. Mm. I had to face my diagnoses and figure out, even as Haley, you were saying earlier, creating spaces that were beneficial and helpful for my mental health. Mm. So I have created a life that makes sense for chronic pain and mental health and emotional distress and trauma and things that I'm consistently and currently still working through where I say, okay, this day, this is a no work day today. The pain is too high or the whatever, the anxiety is too high. Whatever that looks like, I have to take care of my mental and physical health sure. today. And when I created the Unapologetically Her show, yeah, pretty big and shiny. Mm-hmm. But it also is mm-hmm. a way that I have been able to manage my time the way I need to, which actually looks like me being on my own a lot of the time, doing a lot of background production work. And that stuff is, I mean, it's very alone. Mm-hmm. It's very me being able to say, Anna, this is the, you need to do these emails today. Anna, you need to call these people today. Anna, you need to do this today. And a lot of that is done behind a computer screen for a reason, for a reason. It's not because I'm like, this is, you know, this feels more purposeful to me. Let me say it does. And this is definitely my zone of genius. And this is what I was meant to be doing. Trust me. When I get onto a set, when there's a stage, when there's a microphone, I just go into Anna zone, but I only have to perform once a year. And the rest of the time is a very sculpted, methodical process that allows me to to maintain my mental health and my physical Mm. health, period. Mm. So it's different for me. So part of that, and I'm going to just like, uh, again, this is, we should just hashtag Anna Tangents because I think that's a thing. <laughs> I'm going to go there. You think it's a thing? It's not a thing. It's a thing. Part of my healing journey, part of my personal work was obviously reading books and going through a spiritual journey and learning from Deepak. But I started my whole journey of figuring out who am I now? without this role? Who am I without this identity? What is my actual purpose here? Was this divinely led? What should you be doing? And where are you going with this? By studying ancient Celtic spirituality and and mythology, that was where that's my heritage. That's my background was ancient Celts. And they believe and it resonated with me so strongly when I read this, that the soul is made up of three essential elements, which are wisdom, creativity and love. And if you can tap into those three elements, wisdom, creativity, and love, you are living your purpose. That Mm. is your purpose because that is essentially who you are. And we know that's true because creativity is what moves us forward. Evolutionary, right? Creativity is making a baby. That's creation, right? That is progression. That's evolution. So creativity is our core element love we we just know that it doesn't need a ton of explanation and then wisdom and when we put those three things together it doesn't have to be a job you don't have to Mm -hmm. walk out on your day job but you do have to find those three core elements and if you can find how to do that whether if, if it's a job cool great way to partner that together with making an income but maybe it is just being more purposeful in your hobbies. Maybe it's being more purposeful in the way that you serve others, the way you interact with your family and your friends, somebody on the street. If you can utilize those three core elements, that's your purpose. So that's why I'm, I am doing what I do today. Because for me, it was about sharing the wisdom I had learned in my journey 
pairing that with something creative and staying in love and service. And if you think about the Unapologetically Her show, if you think about the Unapologetic Speaker Program, if you think about my coaching, if you think about this podcast, if you think about every single iteration of my company and what I do, it doesn't necessarily matter what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis methodically in a work function. It matters that I am living creatively and with love and in service to the wisdom that I feel I have cultivated Mm -hmm. through my own personal journey and experience and everything. If I can hit on those three marks in every one of my endeavors or projects, that's when I feel that I'm in my purpose. I think it's so great that you brought up that purpose doesn't necessarily mean a job. Totally. I I stand by that through and through. Yeah. Yeah. You can be purposeful in every action that you make. Really. It's all about intention knowing what your intentions are and living a life of intention. Mm. So if you really, for example, me being a mom, I really wanted to be a mom. And I love that about me that I'm able to be that. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel very blessed that I, I've had my one, you know, my little girl. And it was a, a fucking process. And I'll have a, I'll do another podcast about miscarriages and all that stuff in the future. But I feel like my purpose in my heart was to be a mom. Mm. And yes, I was so gifted that I was able to birth this little girl. But even if I wasn't able to birth a little girl, I would still be a mother in some sort of way to something. Mm -hmm. That's just a part of who I am. I am a motherly person. So I, I love the fact that you switch this up, Anna, so it's not just a job. Now, Jessica, I absolutely love what you are doing with your job, but is there something else that you feel that is purposeful for you that isn't job-related? That isn't job-related. I guess the other purpose for me, I think, is sharing travel. I really find joy in sharing my traveling experiences not just because I'm out there and enjoying the experiences, but because I have heard from so many other people that it inspires them to get out and to try new things too. So I would say outside of my job and my coaching, um, yeah, definitely sharing my traveling experiences by through blog and um, through writing. So writing is definitely a purpose. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I think also facilitation. Hmm. So outside of coaching, facilitation has become very um, prominent in my life. And, um, I think that's something that I'm also meant to do is to share wisdom, just like Anna was saying, um, with other people and specifically with women. I just love to, to share my learnings and what I've taken away from different situations and, and growth. See, yeah. if you would have asked me that same question, mm-hmm. so if we tables were turned, you asked me, well, what's your purpose besides your career? Mm-hmm. It, I'd have a really difficult time answering that. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I could say that I, I I wouldn't or didn't. But when I think of purpose, immediately I go to my career. Mm-hmm. And I think because I've been in these careers where I haven't been happy, I have not been fulfilled, mm-hmm. to actually be in a job where I feel fulfilled, that to me is my purpose. Because I am so in, I just love my jobs so much. That when I think of purpose, I immediately go there. I don't go to the things where it's like, well, actually, my purpose is to love. Well, actually, my purpose is to instill wisdom. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, those types mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. things. So I think it's um, it's interesting when we step aside or apart from our, our careers 
or what we've kind of labeled ourselves as purpose-wise that way, like me right now, I feel like I'm like, you know, stuttering because I don't know what to say. And that's so hard, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's so freaking hard when we step back and actually look at ourselves and dissect like, well, who am I really? Because that really is your purpose, who Mm -hmm. you are, Mm -hmm. all those things that who you are, what makes you you, what are your building blocks? Well, actually, when I step back and think of it that way, I'm an empath. I'm a loving person. I'm a friend. I'm a person who loves to listen to people's stories. I'm a person. I'm a creative. I'm a I'm a fucking crazy creative, and I <laughs> I can't stop thinking about ideas. And I love teaching people, and and listening to people, and helping them to create their own ideas. So when I immediately again, I go back to my purpose, my career. But again, that's part of my building blocks and it's part of my journey of mm-hmm. discovering everything of who I am and everything that I have to offer everybody mm-hmm. and myself. Mm-hmm. We talked about this on a previous podcast. I can't even remember which one it was called now, but hopefully our listeners have listened to every single one of them sequentially <laughs> and know what I'm talking about. About what our deeper purpose is as far as like, who are we really? Mm-hmm. Right? Beyond your story. I think that's the one yeah. it was. How to live yeah. beyond your story and move beyond your story. About who we are if we're not just saying I'm a I'm a nurse or I'm a dental assistant or I'm a special ed teacher or I'm a banker or whatever that looks like. Even right? I'm a mom. Or even I'm a mom. Yeah, or which has the or label, right? Or I'm yeah. a, I'm a wife. It's like when we move beyond the label, who are you really? Haley, you are creativity. Yeah. yeah. I am I mean, I say this all the time, I am connection. It's like whether any idea I create, any wisdom I share, any love that I want to give is designed to connect people back together, mm-hmm. whether they're in rooms together or through a podcast or over an email or whatever that looks like. It is purely about connection. And that's my purpose, right? So I can do that. I can do that with my husband after dinner. Lucky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, woo, woo. Oh, connection. I don't know where we just sent the kids after dinner. Yeah. <laughs> But I can do that with my children. I can do that with my family. I can do that with yeah. you five women in this room right now. I can be living out my purpose intentionally in all of those moments. I don't need to be thinking of like, how do I cultivate this into some kind of a, a an income driving career? Yeah. And how do I make this make money for me? And, you know, because that can a lot of times take the joy out of it. too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You totally. can have hobbies as well as careers. They yeah. can work together. Um, hopefully in unison. And if you can make them all work together, like bravo. But right. I don't know that that has to be the goal. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like to say this to my clients a lot, is like you don't have to quit your day job to find purpose in your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you can, and if that's a reality for you and it's something you can make work financially and otherwise, beautiful. But if not, and you're adding a lot of other additional pressures, like how can you look at adding purpose to your hobbies? How can you look at adding purpose to your volunteer opportunities, to even just the way you interact with a person in the street or maybe not in an unsafe way? (laughs) (laughs) I just had a visual of that going down poorly. But how can you just change and be more purposeful in those other moments, even sitting around at night and creating a podcast with five people that you didn't know a year ago? right yeah I mean that's purpose and we're not certainly making any money off this we're just connecting but if there's any sponsors out there but like, like, no well, like maybe one day we are <laughs> that you feel like writing a check we're not going to turn you away let's put it that way 
but yeah, I mean, there's just, there's other ways that you can create the purpose. And I just wanted to make sure that our listeners know that too, is that there's no pressure or expectation that you quit the day job. As much as Mm -hmm. I do believe that corporate is very entrenched in patriarchy and they are male, a lot of ways male dominated, there might be porn magazines on the table. I mean, everybody talks (laughs) about why, why are there so many women entrepreneurs and, and up and coming and women makers and women trying to carve out their own place because the traditional working environment is not suitable in many ways to all of the different roles that women have to play and try and find balance in their life between career and family and, and and passion and purpose and all the other self-care mental health. So we are trying to hopefully carve a new way and carve a new route, but that doesn't have to look like an entrepreneurial journey. If that doesn't feel aligned for you. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there is right now actually this pressure for everyone to be an entrepreneur Mm. it's everywhere and I don't know if it's because of algorithms and because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm seeing all the entrepreneurs as well Mm -hmm. but I'm finding that there's this push it's like live your passion live your dream you need to quit your job in order to be this way it's just not it's just not like that Mm -hmm. you don't have to quit your job in fact I kind of wish that I never did I kind of wish that I oh, would have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of wish I would have stayed casual and gone in every once in a while. I actually have like little dreams about it, just going in casual one day a week, maybe once every two weeks, and and you know keeping my license. I mean, I worked really hard mm-hmm. to get that nursing license, and I did enjoy working with my patients, but it was just that whole full-time even part-time it just Mm -hmm. wasn't working for me and because I was missing something and part of my purpose is to be a creative and because I wasn't able to do that in the job that I was in I had to leave because Mm -hmm. I had to follow my heart so if it means you leaving your job to follow your heart that's great if you can follow your heart and remain in your job and still stay in your purpose, then that's great too. Mm-hmm. You're not a failure if you stay in your job. You are totally not a failure. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is interesting that I would still be a nurse, it, Anna, mm-hmm. to, to, to say that. And it's interesting because my coach in the very beginning, if I didn't quit my job, that I would never be successful. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So be careful. Just listen to your heart. Listen to your gut. If you feel like somebody's telling you something that's not in total alignment, if you need to sit in your fear a little bit, maybe, right? Maybe that's all it is. Maybe it is fear, right? Mm-hmm. It could be just fear. But maybe it is actually a piece of you wanting to hold on to something because you still feel like part of your purpose is there. And maybe there's other coping strategies at play here too, where we don't sink our heart and soul and expectation that we have to live our purpose through our job. If we Mm. change or reframe that expectation, then maybe the pressure on our job to fulfill us is off. Maybe our job, and this is actually, this. I'm borrowing language here from Liz Gilbert, so I'm going to credit her on this. Liz Gilbert, you pray love author, my like spirit animal. (laughs) She had an essay many, many years ago about the difference between jobs, hobbies, careers, and vocations. And one of the really important things she says there is that, you know, these are separate things. We don't always have to 
expect that our job has to fulfill us at every other level. That's what hobbies are for. Mm -hmm. And if you can somehow merge them all together and you end up with a career or vocation, that's great. I mean, read her essay. She'll articulate it far better than I am right now. Just Google search it. But just releasing the expectation even on the job and the role itself to do everything for you. Maybe we start to take some ownership of how do we create some boundaries and some self-care practices and create new hobbies that will bring us that kind of joy so that we don't expect that the dental career, the nursing career, the special ed or the bank or whatever is there to in any way, shape or form make us happy. You know, we hope it does. I mean, like, listen, I want corporations to change and I want the ownership to be on corporations to figure out how to better um, take care of their employees and accept. So I don't want to take that, the, obligation or the accountability off of organizations to do better at that. Um, But taking kind of that responsibility for our own joy and purpose and happiness and not putting the pressure on the job to fulfill us at every level. Mm -hmm. But, but if that job is seriously making you feel like you are sinking, if it's toxic, that's all. Yeah, for sure. Then it's different. And that's what Mm -hmm. was going on for, for, for me personally is that it was feeling like it was toxic. And if I stayed in that, my mental health was at risk. So my immediate awareness. Yeah, Mm -hmm. my immediate reaction was to leave completely. Mm -hmm. But so when you are in that emotional kind of like turmoil or like heated and your coach tells you, well just leave, just take a step back from your job maybe for a minute. And the coach. And (laughs) take a mental health break. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. go on on sick leave for a little bit and reevaluate decisions. Exactly. You do not in order for for you to be successful. Totally. That is not success. It doesn't success does not mean that you need to leave your job. Sorry, I'm very passionate about this. (laughs) I actually was on stress leave or a sick leave part of me. And then I came back to work and it was those first few weeks back that I knew Every time I pulled into the parking lot, I was nauseous. There I was weak in the knees. I was whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was about. But to, so that, that is a really good, like taking that leave sometimes yeah, is, is some good time. to step away and see what is actually going on. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also some creative options that you can come up with too, right? Like when I, um, I was working as a facilitator for a youth employment program and I booked off six weeks to go to Bali during the summer. And when I came back, I realized that I was really craving that freedom, right? And that ability yeah. to be able to do things when I wanted and how I wanted. So I decided that it would be a good idea to just quit my job and go out just and only do my coaching. Um, I didn't really consider any other options at that time, but now looking back on it, I actually have gone back as a contract facilitator. So I'm still doing some of the things, but I have much more freedom. So mm-hmm. there's different ways you can structure it so that you can still do the things that bring you joy and bring you fulfillment, but in a different way that still allows you the things that are important to you, like freedom. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love that, Jessica. Me too. So much. Yeah, being creative with your job and going at different places. Because honestly, if I look at my job, I didn't have to stay in Emerge, mm-hmm. you know, in a place where it was just like so crazy and all over the place. I could have tried something different, again, gone casual. Just be creative with, with what you have and, and see how it feels from there. But never put any pressure on yourself to have to actually perform you know, because I feel like it's that pressure to perform. Like we need, we have to do this this way mm-hmm. because that's what we are. I don't know. It's programmed in our mind that we have to be this way. For me, it was always like you have to have this full time job. My parents were they worked, they worked, they worked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They worked their full time job. 
this is, you know, you, you work, you get your pension, everything mm-hmm. like that. That's what I was told. So that was ingrained in me. That's why nursing was an option. That's why I went into nursing from being in a more creative career to something that was more stable, mm-hmm. right? Because there was something in me where I was like, I have to do this. Otherwise I don't have, I can't make money. I don't have a job. I, I, I'm, I'm doomed kind of thing. That's my story as well. <clears throat> yeah. My parents are immigrants. So like having a stable job with a pension and living on the grid was like mandatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like, if, if you didn't, the then you're like, you're crazy. Well, you, but you could also maybe not be living here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, true. There's, there are high stakes. Yeah. Right. And that, that was absolutely mm. my story and my conditioning as well. My yeah. dad worked a, a full pensioned job in a union till for 35 years before he retired. He's now teaching at a university and still somehow managing to like, <laughs> locked down in those kind of like more stable career type of jobs but that's a that's a safety issue yeah and that comes yeah. from I mean so many things from his past but particularly his immigrant experience and being first generation Canadian so a lot of my teaching was the same which is why it was so terrifying when I didn't have right a stable job to go to exactly there was layers and layers of as Kathy would say ancestral yeah. grief here <laughs> <laughs> and fear and panic and and kind of scarcity around where would the next paycheck come from right if mm-hmm. you you don't have family here like you're on your own mm-hmm. kids like do your thing. And do you find that pattern still comes up for you? Oh, all the time. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. So I'm yeah. always looking for, for ways to create a very corporate existence out of my entrepreneurial totally. job. Mine's the exact opposite because coming from my dad who did the same thing, had a pension and stayed in his job for 30 something years, but he was miserable mm-hmm. the entire time. Mm-hmm. So for me, I looked at that and went, Ugh. I don't want that. Mm. <laughs> so what can I do that's completely opposite from that? Because mm. I don't want to live like that. Mm. And that's kind of, yeah, shaped my direction, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say that I love the diversity amongst us. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own story on how they've um, really stepped into their purpose. And I'm so grateful that you've all shared this with me and really um, stuck with me through my passion on telling my purpose because it's very I feel very passionate about this this topic so thank you so much for listening connections and thank you again to our sponsor Nude Soda if you're still with us and have hung in till the end of this cast you are officially connected head over to unapologeticconnections.com to read more about us and put some names to faces and don't forget to subscribe and leave us an honest review did I say it wrong faces to names Damn it. We need to cross it out. Our agency stands. We're unscripted until the beginning and then the end. <laughs> our, our agency stands for a lot of things, but most of all, real truth and real connections. So thank you for connecting with us. Until next week. Bye. 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 Bye.